Last week, I attended the third annual Distributed Health Conference in lovely Nashville, Tennessee. It was a two-day event jam-packed with keynote presentations, product demos, lively panel discussions, an investor pitch competition, and tons of networking opportunities. I want to thank all the staff and leaders of BTC Media and Hashed Health for organizing the event and putting on an awesome show. I had a great time meeting like-minded healthcare blockchain people and learned so much from all the different conversations I had. I put together a compilation of many interviews in this episode. Names and company information are all in the show notes, so check that out if you are interested. And don't forget to follow Health Unchained on Twitter and Instagram for the latest on blockchain and healthcare news. Hi, I'm your host, Ray Dogan, and welcome to Health Unchained. On this show, I will be speaking with healthcare entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and executives who are using blockchain technologies to revolutionize healthcare. These innovators are building the distributed infrastructure and diverse communities required for a trusted, secure, and decentralized healthcare ecosystem. Enjoy the show. What is blockchain? What is blockchain? What is blockchain? The doctor will see you now. How's it going? I'm Kamal. I'm uh, one of the co-founders and the CEO of Nebula Genomics. I'm uh, working on a blockchain-based data sharing platform for genomic and health data. So it, it's important to incentivize people to share their health data for research, and it's also important to give them certain security and privacy guarantees uh, about how their data is being used. So we don't want to end up with a scenario where there's a bunch of siloed and fragmented genomic data sets that researchers can't easily access. We also don't want to end up with a, a situation where there's one large centralized database or, or Google of genomics that exists um, that's controlling all the health data and, and, and utilizing however they want. Um, so we're building decentralized solutions that allow individual or institutional data ownership while incentivizing the sharing of it. How, do you, how are you liking the conference so far at Distributed Health? So far, so good. It's pretty early in the conference. Uh, I just did a panel uh, about an hour ago. Um, good audience. Seems like there's good folks here. Um, one of the better healthcare and blockchain conferences I've been to so far. What were some of the questions, or what was one question that you found particularly interesting from the moderator or audience during your panel? Uh, one question was interesting was about the user experience for patient-owned data. So do we have to educate all the patients about what blockchain means or how it works or how these security guarantees are implemented? Um, how is this different than just a wall of text that says, you know, you're, we promise not to use your data? Um, that, that, that's an interesting question to me. It's something we've been thinking about a lot. Uh, is about how, do, how does the UX also give or imply the security guarantee that the blockchain actually provides? Thank you. Yeah. What are you working on and why do you think it's important? Sure. Uh, my name is Tyler Penrod. I'm the Chief Technology Officer for a company called Recovery Unplugged. Um, we have a series of drug and alcohol treatment centers across the U.S. Uh, we have 400 beds currently and a group of doctor's offices who are helping with uh, continuity of care and continuing uh, treating patients past discharge from inpatient treatment centers. Um, we're most interested in technology and blockchain, especially because we see a lot of inefficiencies with the payers 
when it comes to you know getting uh, authorizations for treatments, uh, continuing authorizations, getting claims paid, uh, and and you know payers are still notorious for utilizing fax machines, which is a technology from 20, 30 years ago. So hopefully we can work together to you know work with other healthcare organizations to hopefully help simplify the process. So. Jason, uh, do you want to introduce yourself, tell me you know, what you do, and kind of discuss the Synaptic Alliance a little bit? Sure. Uh, Jason O'Mara. I'm a Senior Director of Architecture at Quest Diagnostics. So at Quest Diagnostics, I bridge the, you know, the art of the possible with technology with the business solutions. So looking at different use cases in the healthcare industry and how we can make them real through technology. And can you tell me a little bit about Synaptic Alliance when it started, what stage you're in right now? So the Synaptic Health Alliance was formed in January this year, really started at this, at this conference last year. So some of the networking events brought some you know, interesting alignment between the different companies involved, and then it finally became real in January of uh, 2018. We're in our pilot learning phase right now, where we're testing out uh, the application of blockchain, blockchain technologies to provider directories and we're learning a lot through that process, and um, you know we're working towards the production implement implementation. And which companies are involved in the alliance? So we have um, there's Optum, United Healthcare, MultiPlan, Quest Diagnostics, and Humana are all involved right now. And we're hoping to announce a couple more within the next couple weeks as well. So how many hundreds or thousands of providers are currently on uh, the system or the network? We have a very significant market coverage, but you know it's. It's not just that a single provider record. Really, the, the benefit is when those provider records overlap amongst numerous organizations, because that's when you have the efficiencies gained is by having less outreach because you can start sharing data on an individual provider record. So nationally, we, we cover a very good part of the nation, but the, the depth of the overlap um, in any given region varies depending on the market penetration. What are some of the milestones you have for the next year? So we are working towards the a minimum viable product. Like we just published um, a major white paper that we encourage everyone to download. That's at the synaptichealthalliance.com. It describes the use case that we're pursuing, the business benefits, and some of the uh, technology choices that we made. So we definitely encourage everyone to take a read on that. Um, if, if not for nothing else, then just to understand how to approach um, the use case of blockchain in healthcare. And then um, once we execute the next um, period of, of uh, findings, we intend to publish another white paper that describes a little bit more about what we found and how we're continuing to progress. So through that website, we'll continue to update the community about our progress. That sounds great. I'm wondering, how does the government or any kind of regulatory agency get involved? Or are they involved currently with this kind of system? Um, not currently. We are trying to contemplate the appropriate onboarding path for them because they are an important stakeholder in like um, for example HHS and CMS are some of the largest pairs in the United States. So we are contemplating what that might feel like but we don't have anything to say right now. Right and they have a lot of data as well and probably right. have a lot of provider records as well. Um, yeah. Anything else you think that you know the listeners should know about? Well to make the um, this alliance in the network as functional and as valuable as it can be, we do intend to open up for other alliance members 
um, looking at it into 2019. So while we're keeping the alliance um, a little bit tight to allow for more, more rapid decision making and you know, forward learning and um, more m meaningful forward progress, we do intend to open up for additional alliance members into 2019. So what are some of the requirements of a large organization is thinking about joining the alliance? What would they have to... On the website, I believe we, we kind of overview some of the um, where we are with our new member application processes, and um, I would encourage people to... Sure, and I'll make sure that the website and any links are included in the show notes. Thank sure. you. I appreciate your time. So hello, um, can you you know briefly introduce yourself and tell me what you're working on and why you think it's very important? Hi, my name is Teresa Walker. I'm with a law firm here in Nashville, Waller, Lanston, George, and Davis, and have been following blockchain technology for about three, two years now. And I serve on the board of the Global Legal Blockchain Consortium, which is based out of Denver. And we have about 150 law firms that are a part of that consortium. So we're trying to um, educate the legal community on use of blockchain uh, within the legal industry and, of course, learning a lot in that regard. As far as this particular conference, uh, Waller chartered HCA in 1968. And as a result of that, we have worked with HCA since that time and uh, very uh, involved with them even today. And also, we have just started a nonprofit based here in Tennessee, and our focus is to advance the blockchain technology across the state. So we brought about 30 key leaders from business, government, technology, all together uh, two weeks ago to attempt to launch this not-for-profit called Tokenized Tennessee, and we're in the process of uh, getting all the foundation in place and forming uh, working groups to help develop all sorts of different uh, areas of focus within the uh, air, uh, within the cons consortium, the wrong word, but within the, within the foundation, and to really um, help educate the community, bring talent to Tennessee, uh, get legislation passed. That's that's one of our main missions at the moment is to develop blockchain favorable legislation. And so really not only does that cross healthcare legal industry, but really all industries in the state. And so so far so good and a lot of interest in what we're doing. And uh, we believe we're off to a great start with that. So we're here at the Distributed Health 2018 conference. I'm here with Corey Pitt. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about what he's working on. Corey, you want to introduce yourself and maybe tell, tell us about, you know, why you think what you're working on is so important? Yeah, sure. So at Personal Digital Spaces, we're focused more on putting licenses on blockchains rather than the actual data that those licenses represent. So if you think about actually storing data on the blockchain, it's a very inefficient tool. But rather, blockchain can act as an underlying tool where you can store these smart licenses to data, and these smart licenses might include description of what that data represents, the uh, possibilities of accessing that data, the proper credentialing to that data, and in doing so, you can exchange these data over blockchain in a way that's distributed and immutable. So it's 
there's no questions as to who owns this data. And you can also monetize the ownership of that data as well as perform really interesting compounded smart contracts that allow people to kind of customize the way that data is really accessed as well as the way that data is owned. If you think about how, how data is owned in the current healthcare model, it's really hard for all the stakeholders involved in a patient's journey to, one, get paid, but two, provide actually one beneficial information regarding the data that's stored on chain, regarding the data that's stored off chain, but represented on chain. But there's this entire uh, set of possibilities where people can make data more valuable than it currently is that's currently kind of just left out of this, uh, out of the revenue cycle, I guess you would say, but uh, out of the payment system. So what we, we enable people to do is you can put data on chain, not on chain, but put data and represent it on chain, but also add value to that data. So we have something we call uh, our tagging functionality. And what tagging is, is we're applying metadata to the underlying digital assets that we store on chain. So someone could go through and let's say, let's say you have a number of different patient encounters and someone goes through and says, this patient had the flu, this patient had the flu, this patient had the flu. Using tagging and smart licenses, you can actually sell access to a number of different patient encounters and aggregate them and perform analysis on them, all, all to these encounters that are stored in different remote databases without actually, actually ever needing to move the data. So you might have data on all these different data repositories. You can perform analysis on them, but you don't actually have to move the data, which enables all these different uh, functionalities around sharing data that weren't possible before. I mean, if you think about the way that hospitals want to share data, they don't actually want someone else to have a copy of their data. What they might be more willing to do is collaborate around data viewing. So let's say I grant you access to view the data as it lies in my own repository. But as soon as you start saying, let's break down these silos and increase more the, the flow of data, people aren't going to be willing to share copies of their data. What they are going to be willing to possibly do is if they see a benefit of collaboration through view access, collaboration through analysis without copy, they'll be much more willing to share this information. Um, What's the name of the company you work for and um, how long has it been open? Yeah, so it's called Personal Digital Spaces. It's been around for, it came out of an idea around in 2014, which was around uh, having police officers wear IoT devices and they would record all these different uh, metrics regarding the police officer's uh, health data and they ran into a barrier when it came to storing this data. The different police unions, uh, fire department unions, they, they kind of had a question as to who's owning this data and where is it stored. So this led to federated data spaces, which was uh, an idea started by Ed Jaskowski. And that kind of evolved into how do you license these different data repositories? So if you think about what personal digital spaces is really doing, we're enabling people to hold data wherever they see fit and write these smart licenses to that data and exchange these smart licenses. And these smart licenses might be a viewing, a viewing access, a resell access, so I could resell a viewing license to that access, a bulk access license, which enables me to go through and add metadata, all these different things uh, regarding the patient. So like I said, if I stamp all these different things, let's say I stamp them as this came from provider X, this came from provider X, I can then aggregate and sell them all based off of provider X, which further on uh, will enable care communities and stronger delivered care. 
Very interesting. Thank you very much. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right. Can you, um, you know, briefly introduce yourself and tell me why what you're doing is important? Sure. So I'm David Boswell. I'm one of the directors of Ecosystem for Hyperledger, and we're an open source project that is creating a, a, a range of different, uh, excuse me, a range of different blockchain technologies. And we're here because uh, we think we have a lot to offer in the healthcare space. Um, healthcare and finance are the areas where Hyperledger technologies have been used the most to date. And so there's a number of different in, uh, use cases related to identity management, uh, um, medical records, supply chain, where people have already taken our technology and built uh, solutions on top of them. And so we're here to just share the word about what's being done in healthcare and what you know our technology has to offer. And as an open source project, everything is free. You can come, take our code, use it however you want, uh, and build a solution that will work for you on it. My name is Imanshu Varma. I represent a company called Concelix, a technology startup, uh, about a year old, and we are focused on creating blockchain-based system for clinical research. And we believe currently uh, the clinical trial process has fundamental issues around reproducibility, traceability, and patient cent uh, running a patient-centric trial. So we are basically focused on those outcomes. Okay, can you you know briefly introduce yourself, the company, and also why you think what you're working on is really important? So we're, uh, I'm Jason Byerly. I'm in the in the tax group at, at Aprio. So we're a we're a full service accounting firm that uh, specializes in, in technology. Uh, we've been working with companies on on the blockchain for about five years now. So we we're think it's think it's very important to to be here as we as we see blockchain kind of evolve particularly in the in the healthcare space like we like we have here um, so we're we're here to to give to give tax advice also audit advice and information assurance advice for for companies that are interested and what's the most common question that you get from startups that are using blockchain related to taxes and accounting so the, the the biggest question that we have is more so companies that have that have are in the process or or thinking about issuing tokens and kind of the whole the tax implications of of tokens and how to give them to employees and how to give them to advisors or or what it is. So that's what that's what we've seen the most of the companies on the blockchain. Great, thank you. No problem. All right, here at. Uh, distributed Health. Can you, you know, briefly introduce yourself and also tell us what you're doing and why you think it's important? Yep. Um, uh, I'm Najib Ben Brahim. I'm the CEO and founder of a company called Telehealth Management. And basically, we provide a return on investment analytics software for uh, large health systems and provider groups uh, to measure the return on investment, financial and clinical, uh, of their telehealth and digital health. Uh, the program across the different service lines. So basically, we can tell you, um, as a provider or an, as an executive in a health system, um, how you're doing financially in terms of telehealth uh, programs, whether you're losing money or saving money or not. And then we give you operational insights in terms of how you allocate your resources and how you can grow your programs. So what types of telehealth platforms can you connect with? Um, all of the major ones uh, that you can hear of on oh, fr from um, just video, um, uh, Vidwayo, Vidwayo, or Cisco, or any other, um, or Yorktel, um, or any other uh, video platform, all the way to 
um, the, the EMRs and the billing systems so we can basically marry the data all the way from the video encounters and the video logs uh, correlated with the actual clinical encounter documentation and the actual billing so we can paint that whole uh, picture um, of that, that telehealth encounter and uh, basically trace the patient journey. Najib, thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself, tell me your name, uh, where you work, what you're doing here, and why you think it's important? Yeah, so I'm J.C. Crawford. I'm the networking sales specialist for the state of Tennessee for Citrix. Um, and we try to always be a part of the distributed health events just because we work so tightly with the major um, ERM um, companies like McKisson, uh, Cerner, Epic, and so we're constantly trying to stay abreast of what's going on in the marketplace. And the majority of these discussions are about uh, blockchain and the implica implications that it has for the uh, the healthcare industry in general. So, thank you. Yep, Chris Hatch, Capital Formation Research Coordinator at Launch Tennessee. Uh, we are a public-private partnership uh, based here in the state of Tennessee, headquartered in Nashville. We provide resources, funding, and curriculum to entrepreneurs in order to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. And what brought you to Distributed Health? So we're actually a sponsor of Distributed Health. We um, take it as our mission to make sure that events like this have the room that they need to affect the communities in the way that we uh, believe is our mission as well. So we're a proud sponsor and happy to be a part of Distributed this year. Great. Thank you very much. All right. This is Health Unchained, and we're here at Distributed Health 2018. And um, I'd like uh, you to introduce yourself briefly and then tell me what you're working on and why you're here at Distributed Health. Sure. Hey, I'm Dominique Curley. I'm uh, head of uh, strategy and innovation at Health Verity. And we're here at Distributed Health. We've been here for the, since they started a couple years ago, really trying to um, engage and evangelize how blockchain can uh, be leveraged in the healthcare community. And in what part of the healthcare community are you focusing on? So we're focusing on interoperability of healthcare information. So we have an encryption and matching technology that sits as a base piece of infrastructure. And then we have a marketplace where um, over, you know, 60-plus data suppliers are contributing daily to um, more than 20 billion healthcare transactions for most of America, like 315 patients. Um, in distributed ledger technology, we've built a product called Health Verity Consent that supports the collection and management of um, what rights you have to data and what programs uh, patients and physicians want to participate in. And uh, we use distributed ledger technology basically because it is a really elegant solution for that kind of a transaction management. We're enterprise installed already um, as a going concern um, in large biotech and are um, you know, supporting not only the management of consent but also the implications of consent being managed. So how can information better move now that these rights are universal across all of the different applications and partners that the manufacturers are working with. What are some of your uh, clients or customers that you're working with? Um, I, you know, I would tell you that they'd have to, I'd have to kill you. So, um, right. yeah, we're, we have to be pretty cloaked about that. But I'm working with a lot of the colleagues that, uh, that are here today. Understood. I could totally respect that. Well, yeah. thank you very much. You're Dominique, welcome. And I hope you have a great time. Thank you. All right, we're here at the health, uh, Distributed Health 2018, Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm here with the winner of the Investor Pitch Competition. Can you, you know, briefly introduce yourself and tell me how your experience was? Yeah, sure. So my name is Tal, um, Tal Repke. I'm a physician and I'm entrepreneur and I, I'm the founder of Scalamed. So it's been really cool. Um, I came in from Sydney, Australia, and had the opportunity to share our vision and share what we're doing at Scalamed and how we're trying to really consumer-centerize healthcare 
starting with prescriptions. And so it's been a really cool experience. Met some really fascinating people. I feel like, you know, firstly, I love the southern hospitality. I feel like it's a really warm place to be and people are interested and they're, they're very open to new ideas and very um, generous with their, with their um, introductions and with their ability or want to help me, which is really great. Uh, it's been an interesting conference. I think it's been, you know, again, I still feel like there's still a lot of high-level information around around healthcare, around what it means and around where it's going and around some of the solutions that people are building in the blockchain space. But it does feel like it's slowly becoming crisper in terms of people are really starting to focus a lot more on actual solutions that have got true business models behind them. There is still a lot of fluff, like there's still a lot of, you know, People are still trying to talk and get their heads around what this actually means, but I do feel like it's it's definitely progressing, and um, I was excited to share what we're doing and how we're launching our product um, next month, so it's pretty exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about Scalamed? Yeah, so Scalamed, so we, we, we're really about um, replacing that outdated prescription system by putting the patient in the centre. So we take prescriptions that would otherwise go from a doctor directly to a pharmacy and we think that's ridiculous why the patient's being bypassed so we have those prescriptions we secure them on the blockchain and we send them directly to the patient and what that means for you as a patient is that for the first time you have ownership and you get to get your prescriptions on your phone 24-7 they're there for you they're ready they're ripe and then with those you can on the, on the platform with a couple of clicks select any pharmacy you want to and send them to that pharmacy for pickup or for delivery and the beauty there is you don't just get that ease and convenience of being able to select a pharmacy on the go you also have a record you have the ability to price compare you have the ability to be a carer and manage people you're caring for and so this, the platform really helps you as a patient um, bring, bring healthcare to you and with the smarts that we build on top of our smart prescriptions, um, we make it easy for you to understand. We do warnings, we do interaction alerts, and we enable you to better ensure that you're taking the right medicine for the right condition that you've been prescribed. How can people learn more about your platform and uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, great. They can go to scalamed.com. So that's S-C-A-L-A-M-E-D.com. So Scala is a ladder, and so we help people sort of climb the ladder of health. So scalamed.com. And we've got contact forms on there and they can reach out and um, they can contact me on LinkedIn, Tal Rapke, T-A-L-R-A-P-K-E. And I look forward to sort of finding, to finding new partners here in the States to make healthcare and bring healthcare in the 21st century. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Tal. Pleasure. Thanks for your time. Hey, y'all, you cyberpunk health warriors and nimble digital disruptors. Check out healthunchained.org and remember to subscribe to Health Unchained on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. Join the Health Unchained community on our Telegram group, t.me slash healthunchained. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends, your bosses, your teams, your students to listen and subscribe. Thank you.